Tone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It On. It may shock you all to hear that Steve has decided today he will go off on a tangent. You missed the word magical tangent. Magical tangent. Is there such a thing as a magical tangent? There is. Well, there is now. Mm. We're going to take a trip into the further reaches of the Passaton. We're going to talk about Passaton's ethos rather than a particular type of tip. So, what we're talking about, right, Mm -hmm. is the changing times and whether things that are fashionable now will ever become fashionable again. And we're going to use the example of things that were fashionable back then but are no longer fashionable to decide will these things ever come back now that's complicated for you connie that's i know complicated. in I'm fairness i think you did now. belabor that point yeah that yeah, was yeah, long probably right. yeah it did we're going to talk about old stuff and see if it ever comes well, back well it's like right? people say people keep old clothes from like 70s and like oh come back in fashion it's like no hun platforms are never coming back <laughs> you know it's just that thing did have they gone away have they Platforms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still wearing yours out on a Saturday night, are you? <laughs> Try to. <laughs> Steve needs all the help he can get in that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Anyway, we're going to talk about Barbola. Mm-hmm. Come on in, come on, come on, ask. ask me. Barbola, disease of the seas from Barbarossa. It does sound quite back to Barbarossa the Caribbean, doesn't right? it? Barbarossa, yeah. Right. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop talking to me about Pirates, although actually it does I have like something to do with the sea. Oh, yeah. Right? Barbola was the art of gathering small shells and stones and things from the beach and then putting clay or stuff like polyfilla on a vase or a... Like a, a mosaic, kind of. Yes, yes. And then you would stick the shells and such like on and you would keep them as an ornament. And some of these things were quite artful. And it was... A mark of a, a good housewife. This is more of sixties and seventies thing, I think, rather than a fifties thing. Mm. But it was to it was to show that you were inventive and, and that you'd you been would, to the beach on And that you'd been to the beach, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I uh, I remember those things. They were yes. what my father would refer to as steward gatherers. Extra things to dust. They would gather because it was, you know, lots of little finicky cranly little yeah. fiddly bits. You could you could never dust the damn things. Yeah, they get stuck in all the nooks and crannies. They do. Uh-huh. Mm. However, I do have a tip on Barbola. How to clean it, perhaps? Um, how to revive it. Mm. Right. Barbola, which has gone dull with washing, can be revived with a coat of clear nail varnish. The small brush also penetrates to awkward corners. That's from Mrs. Jean Folds, 8 Mansbury Terrace, Balfron, Glasgow. So I'm imagining like a tile-sized Barbola piece tile sized well like a bathroom tile you know like a, or a carpet tile like yeah, a, but you we're, know. we're talking about um vases and yeah well even me. still that would take a very long time to paint with a nail pot. why don't you could like dunk it in some um i don't know something else lacquer but it's yeah. true that resin we're talking about a lot of time here so there's the time to gather yeah handfuls of shells yeah. there's the time to stick the damn things onto oh, your yeah. uh, table lamp base thing and then f- 
through overwashing, so you've washed this five or six times before you even get to it. You're now getting to, you might, and you must go through nail three, three or four pots of the nail Oh, varnish. and the rest. Yeah, I suppose you would do. However, I recall one of my mother's neighbours had a, a barbola, um, it was a whiskey bottle, but she'd stuck a, a light in the top of it. But it was uh, stuck with only razor shells from the beach. And believe you me, this was the envy of her neighbours. Because yeah, it was such be cool. a pretty, pretty thing. It was. Really you hardly see razor shells. That I've not seen a razor razor shell for a long time. Well, it yeah, could be point. a thing that there are under you, population pressures. When, yeah, when were you last at the beach looking for razor shells? I was last on the beach on when did I come back? Last Thursday. Uh, Wasn't well, necessarily t- looking for razor shells, but I do like to investigate what's below me. <laughs> as you should, yeah. as every. Well-thinking, respectable young lady should. I did pick up a cute little stone pebble thing, and it was like perfectly square and white. Like a, it was exactly like a dice minus the spots. Hmm. It was cool. It's on my windowsill right now. It, it was just a dice, listeners. It, the spots had <laughs> dropped off. No, no, no. It was like a marbly kind of effect. It was really cool. I used to think that uh, the little pieces of opaque, sort of pebbly stuff mm-hmm. that you found on the beach, yeah. I used to think that was some strange stone until it was pointed out to me. Mm-hmm. It was just bits of smashed glass that had been washed over and over in, yeah. the, in the grit and the surf, and it uh, it kind of it ruined, ruined it. my my concept of the world. Just that tiny little bit that there wasn't mm-hmm. sort of shiny pieces of almost glass rock. Just that was a sad life. Clearly, right. Anyway, I'm going to talk to you about another concept now, which is sadly. Uh, can I draw that first section to a close? No, Barbola's never coming back. Right, move on. Bar- Bar- yeah, Barbola's never. never coming back? Never. I don't have time. That's just time, 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 time. Although time, that's time. it. Whoa, that's what do it, you use it. your time for? Work. And Game of Thrones. House cleaning. Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, but hang General on. I, social activities. I did say it's never coming back, but on the other hand, if you browse Etsy on any given day, you'll see Plenty of Barbola. Of Maybe not explicitly that, but certainly, you know, spiritually Barbola crap and yeah. filling up your browser window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue with you here, guys. Crafting is big. It is. I like is a, I'm, a, I'm a crafter. Well, that's, this Barbola's craft. It's not really. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not real craft, is it? You, any, any man or beast or child could do that. In fairness, yeah, well, craft is. I, there's something particularly... In my mind, I do associate with a sort of 60s and 70s decor. It does yeah. feel particularly dated. naff and dated yeah. um, in my eyes. But that's probably just, uh, you know, Done. I was born in 1980, so it's, like, it's a reflection of me seeing that kind of stuff in houses and thinking, mm. oh, Christ, that looks awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the it's like, so you're going to try and tell me that, you know, those doll things that your granny would have over toilet rolls. Oh. Yeah. You're not telling me seriously that they're coming back. But isn't there a sort they're of... They're awful. You might be in a kitsch way, though. Yeah, no. I think there's a sort of irony sort of putting it these things. No. My no, mother-in-law no, still has Steve. one. <laughs> my granny never had one, but some some of my friends' grannies did. And that they're, they gave me the heebie-jeebies. You'll not have, have experienced this, but... Um, or knitted tissue box covers. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. When, when there was a knitted toilet roll cover with a, a doll on the top, mm-hmm. it's actually quite intimidating when you're... Attempting to stand at the toilet, and this <laughs> doll thing with a wide skirt is looking at you. I have sold the dolls. You get them; they're actually half dolls. We should perhaps just, in case anybody's listening and is utterly perplexed, more so than usual about what we're Google talking it. about. Google it. Toilet roll dolls. Yeah, toilet roll dolls. Basically, get a Barbie and knit a, 
a dress for it that has a large flaring skirt and you then slide her legs inside the toilet roll in her yeah. tube and then her voluminous skirt. ballroom skirt goes over. Why? We have, what? I, I Who invented that? Was it just because it was, you know, um, a little use, base? Just for old the, Barbies. <laughs> to have the toilet roll on display. Was that I, yeah, well, you just put it in a unit. Well, you needed to have a spare toilet roll mm-hmm. handy because Obviously, it was fair. Yeah. And it needed to be made pretty and it needed to Why illustrate. Why can't you just put it in a cupboard or something? Well, no, where's the prettiness in that? Where's the, where's the example that where's you are? Where's the prettiness in the dolls, in fairness, as well? <laughs> yeah. Well, true, but... Have them out on Halloween. If you're going to have that sort of thing in, in the... Or if you're going to have a spare toilet roll there, you might as well make it as pretty as you can. Well, make it into a fish or something. And is that as pretty as you can make it? Well, yeah, well, make I, it into a fish or something sort of slightly related. <laughs> related to uh, defecation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or waterworks in general. Make uh, it into a large tap. Do either like. of you remember talking of toilet roll? And I know, I know you wanted to. Do we did, we did warn the listeners it was going to be a tangent. <laughs> yeah, a tangent. <laughs> either of you remember Isol? Who was oh. she? No, Isol was a particular form of oh. slightly odd toilet paper that was shiny and strangely mental sort of stuff. And it was supposed to be very antiseptic when you wiped with it. Uh-huh. However, it was slightly shiny, a bit like greaseproof paper, <laughs> and was utterly, utterly unsuited to do the job <laughs> for which it was intended. And how long did that last? That was Decades. I was going to say, just one roll. Absolutely, decades. And it didn't actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to be somewhat vulgar here. It didn't actually wipe anything off. It just smeared it around a bit. (laughs) And the school, primary school toilets were famous for having this. And I used to avoid going to the toilet because, in all honesty, I'm sorry, this is going to be absolutely terrible. You had to form it into a slight peak shape. To get it to pick up any can, um, I'd like a tangent from this point. Can we, can we tangent from, from here to literally anywhere else? <laughs> I'm beginning to get the notion that you guys aren't interested no. in my 1950s... Arse-wiping uh, situation. <laughs> Connie! <laughs> Connie! <laughs> we'll discuss this off mic. No, we won't! <laughs> Let's just take this short break. Hello, dear listener. I'm hoping to get away home for my tea soon. Just the second half of this podcast thing to do. It's been some tatties tonight, so let's get this over as quickly as possible. To buy either of the Pass It On books with a whopping 20% off, both, go to dcthompsonshop.co.uk, use the discount code PODCAST at checkout, check the episode notes for details and terms. Right, we'll get through the second half quickly, I hope if I can prevent Chris from blaring too much. Toilet paper, though, Steve, I agree, can be fascinating. <laughs> so my wife takes the piss out of me quite a lot because I really like very boring documentaries about how things are manufactured. Like and toilet roll. I liked exactly like toilet roll. And I was watching uh, an episode and I was laughing because... Even I thought the idea of ma- toilet roll being manufactured was going to be fairly uh, dry, shall we say. <laughs> it does roll on a bit. But actually, <laughs> it was fascinating because um, if you think of it too... <laughs> I, 
again, didn't think I'd wake up this morning and (laughs) (laughs) give you a a deputisation on toilet roll. But in two-ply toilet roll, there is a layer which is formulated for strength and a layer which is formulated for absorbency. There's actually quite a lot of engineering goes into the humble toilet roll. Who invented I'm, I'm done. I'm Things done. you didn't know you didn't know. Things you didn't know you wanted to know. My life will Things never be the care. same. I know. I know, actually, there is a sort of, there's a reassurance about what's going on in the world that somebody somewhere Absolutely. is thinking about my bottom. There are engineers the world over focused entirely on the well-being of Uranus. It's fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> Next. Skip. <sighs> Fast forward. Yeah, we've made an answer, huh? <laughs> right, okay. On to another concept of the past that no longer exists and whether it would ever come back. And that is the glory that was geysers. Aww. Geysers, a simple and effective mask for geysers, is an old nylon stocking oh, pulled over the head and face. That's what burglars do. <laughs> the expression can be varied at will and there's no <laughs> difficulty in keeping the mask in position. And that's from Mrs. I.M. Patterson. And you tie a knot up the top. Yeah. 84 Magdalene Yard Road, Dundee. Oh, And she won a pair of towels for that wonderful tip. It was a pair of tights. Now, that is cruelty. Because really, you just end up looking like a sort of squished ogre. And also, I'm not surprised the tip was from Dundee, to be honest. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> it's a lot of burglars. my home city. A lot of burglars and crime. Can I set some context for guising? Because I, I really like guising. It's a fantastic thing. It uh, predates America. <laughs> Never mind yeah. anything else. But, uh-huh. um, so I get really annoyed. Every single year when Halloween rolls around, people get really uh, exercised about the fact that we're doing this terrible, brash American thing. This is, mm. happens length of length in the UK. People go, yeah. I hate trick-or-treating. It's dreadfully vulgar. Uh, <laughs> and it, we're just copying it from the Yanks. Actually, of course, in Scotland and in Ireland, they've had guising, which is basically the same thing of dressing up uh, Halloween and going around uh, the neighbourhood. And the difference is that rather than just sort of, you know, rocking up to somebody's front door and holding a bucket and expecting some chocolate, you have to do a turn. You've got to yeah. tell yes, a story, do a joke. Uh-huh. And it's great. And I get so frustrated at that uh, sort of new imperialists mm-hmm. we don't like what the Americans do thing when actually Scotland and Ireland have been doing it for much much longer okay. and it's a lovely thing guys yeah it's nice I unless no you've got murderers so- or something next door <laughs> then then slightly less nice <laughs> just slightly yeah I had That's no idea so that they didn't do guising in England is that true? No, absolutely true I did not know that and of course Poor England of course uh, these days with the American influence at Halloween, we'll ha- hollow out pumpkins and mm-hmm. uh, carve them into scary and funny faces. But of mm-hmm. course, what do we do in Scotland instead? We carve out? Neeps. Turnips. Absolutely. Which is what you look like when you've got those nylons over your head, but <laughs> not at the top. You do look like an ape. It's amazing how, I mean, if you go and knock on somebody's door nowadays mm-hmm. with a stocking over your face and your nose... We'll say, take anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> but... Carving, con- a, carving a neep is hard. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's hard work. Yeah. It's yeah. Do you skin it first? Do you like take the, you know, like peel it? Oh, no, that's oh. far too much work. Oh, no, you see, if you peel it, it's a lot easier. And oh. it looks nicer oh. as well because it's all an even light. I just take the outside s- off a turnip, make peeling the, scooping out the inside easier. Well, it doesn't, but like from the front, like actually cutting the front. Oh, I see. Is this another one of your Angus rural things? Yes, it is actually. <laughs> yes, it is, Steve. I'm, I have nothing against rural Humpty Angus. Life. Anyway, 
the concept of entertaining somebody for money and being rewarded for it is a good idea. I will put it to you. To raise money, a few you get a shilling rather than whatever happens in trick-or-treating nowadays, and that is a good thing that should come back. But it's never gone away, don't It's think. never gone away. It's just done less because you don't know who lives next door to you anymore. I think as well, I, I could be wrong, but I sort of feel, again, it's, it's you know, 20 years, 30 years <laughs> since I've been uh. a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of feel that trick-or-treating, if you're doing that, is more about the candy, more about chocolate and sweeties. Yeah. Guising, you know, there's still, there's still a wee bit of cash to be made, guising. Yeah, yeah. We used to do it when you I was a child. You wouldn't get any for your jokes, Steve. Tell me that now. I'd, I used to sing. Oh, let's hear. No, no, used to. Let's used keep to. it. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I what did you a, sing? I had a whole medley of Valdunican hits that oh, I could run. Did so you really? I Daniel did. O'Donnell. I, to this day, I remember every word of Paddy McGinty's goat. Well, this is a podcast that doesn't have premium content subscribers only, but I'm tempted to set up a Patreon just so that we can paywall. Why not on Paddy McGinty, an Irishman of note, fell in for a fortune and he bought himself a goat. That's enough. <laughs> and it goes on in that vein, although it's sung, and it's a superb song. Val Dunican is a hero of the people who should come Have back to the charts. Have you heard that, um, that thing on? It's on YouTube, and I can't, for the life of me, remember the name of the guy who sings it. Um, it's called If Dundee Was Africa. <laughs> no. It's an absolute tune. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to it later. It's really, really good. Um, who sings that again? Um, I don't know. He sings that in the Carrot Hall. Oh, like it's Michael O'Mara. Mara? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, very, good. it's a similar kind chart. of like... Lilting. Lil- yeah. It's good. Right, anyway, anyway, before we go away from concepts of the past, Connie, I'm going to read you out your favourite pass it on oh, tip no. of all time. You know which one this is. It better be the sour milk. It is indeed. Oh, God. The one, the only, the, the famous sour milk. It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. A good way to use up sour milk is to wash the linoleum with it. It gives the lino a lovely skin and gloss and is oh. non slippy. Steve, that will never, ever, ever come back. Mrs. M. McGathan, Tumblebridge, Bypit Lochery, wins a pair of towels for that. For that? For that. Yes, yeah, so she can go down on her hands and knees and wash that milk off her floor. Right. That's, so so we, her milk is lumpy. <laughs> Did so she sieve it first? I. Water it down? In all honesty, I've never tried it. I'm. Why tempted. would you? It's disgusting. <laughs> so, uh, we, as Connie and Steve and I were chatting about doing this podcast, we. We, the, the sour milk thing came up a couple of times as we were chatting before we started recording. And I had, hadn't seen the tip. <laughs> now I have. <laughs> the free, what was the phrase? Forms us a hard skin. It, no. Glossy it skin. It forms a lovely skin. <laughs> oh, oh, a, a lovely, lumpy, soury, oh, smelly skin. A lovely, milky skin. <laughs> Are you floor? Uh, whoa, whoa, there's more. And is non-slippy. Because his exist. feet stick to it. <laughs> So, so in all seriousness, and all seriousness, the other thing that I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't clocked about this tip because I hadn't heard it in its full glory, is the to use up, to use up some milk. So it's not even that it's a good thing to do to your lino. It's just like, oh hell, I've got all this milk left there for my breakfast. What else? What else will I? After I've used some of it already, because I'm using up the rest of it. So oh. I have a. I, so pause it. I think the reason this tip came about was that she. Spilt some milk, didn't yes. cry over it, and just kind of <laughs> um, slathered it about the floor. And got, mmm, that smells nice. <laughs> and, I, it, and it brought up this somewhat questionable <laughs> surface. surface. 
You know, like when you get, <laughs> you do get like milk skins, don't you, on things? Oh, you yes. know, like that just like just, rice pudding. Yeah, kind Custom. of like yeah, just this kind of sort of film. And imagine crunching right on that smelly. But the thing is, if my posit is correct and she spilled some milk and, and, mm. and went from there. I can imagine actually that if you sort of buffed up a little bit, it might the proteins in the milk or something might give yeah. you a bit of a surfing. Mm. But it must have started to stink. To rot. Absolutely. Do you think you sh- you put it on, the sour milk on, let it kind of float Sink about? In. <laughs> right, I'm not gonna do and this. And then wash often. it off. I, I'm what? seriously not gonna do this often. You're gonna but try it. I'm gonna try that. No, you're not. I am. Can you record it? I will report back. No, we want a, we want record. We want, proof. we want video. Yeah. Have you got a GoPro? Do you know what? Uh, um, no. You've got a phone. I've, I've got an action man from when I was a kid. <laughs> no. He's a pro. He's a pro. And he should go. <laughs> One of my action men had a, you could look in the back of his head and then see out of his eyes. Is that <laughs> the same thing? How big is he? Just normal action man size. No. Um, okay. So please attach your phone to your head in some sort of bandana <laughs> form. And we want to see the full effect. Actually, is there any place in this building that has a lino floor? don't think so. Well, is, what's that stuff on the floors here? Is that like laminate kind of? Well, that's sure that's wood. Sure it no, not here. Like, well, you know, wood. down in the counting house in, the, in our reception building, Daisy Thompson. It's wood, wood, wood. Mm. Can confirm because I've scratched it badly. What about in, an event. What about in the <laughs> coffee stops? It's certainly a vinyl based. Yeah. Can I point out that? Uh, I'd like you to do this in your own home, Steve, because I'm not being responsible to our right. buildings and facilities manager. Yeah. I'm going to do it and putting report milk back. on the floor. No, definitely. And, and I do it at home, but let us see. Right. Anyway, I think that's enough of uh, sour milk for today, and we're all far too excited. Steve will go home and test it out for us. Um, join us next episode um, when we will be discussing um, some more genius or perhaps madness from the households in Scotland in the 1950s, and for more madness from us in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.